Welcome to Rich Answers, a public affairs program of the Conference of Churches and a production of the 224 Ecospace, where changemakers work, create, and lead. Today we are fortunate to have with us Laura Lee, who is a wellness facilitator, and Callie Farrell, a holistic community coordinator. They both are leaders of Toivo, an organization that provides health and wellness services for the community. Welcome. Hello, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Glad to have you here. So why don't you start out by telling us what is Toivo and how did it come about? So Toivo is a center for holistic healing and stress management. We're located in Hartford in the South End at 399 Franklin Avenue. And um, yeah, I mean, this place is really important to me. I've had this dream of finding a healing community for many years. So I was really excited to discover Toivo. It's a place where I can give support and receive support and to be able to see how people come together and we co-create this community. We offer um, a wide variety of ways for people to heal, um, including yoga, meditation. Um, Kali offers sound healing. I offer laughter yoga. And we also have support groups and um, open mics, a lot of fun ways for people to heal and connect. And um, we also go out um, into the community, go across the state. We go into drug rehabilitation centers. We go into prisons. We go into homeless shelters. We go into psych hospitals. We work with various different populations, including police officers. We go into workplaces. And we teach people ways they can access the healer from within by teaching Tai Chi, Qigong, and yoga, meditation, deep breathing, tools like that. And so that's powerful when you look at all the various activities that you're involved in. And you said that you were looking for a healing community. Why is it necessary to have a place like Toivo? It's really important for people to have places where they feel seen, heard, and valued. Studies show that when people do feel seen, heard, and valued, um, the stress or fight or flight response turns off and the relaxation response turns on. And when your body is in a state of relaxation, your mind and body can heal. And for me, it's just been just really wonderful to have this place where I feel I can be myself, I can be authentic, I can be honest if I'm having a bad day, um, and I can see the support that I need. Powerful. Yeah, Kali's been so wonderful and supportive <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah um, just to backtrack on your question a little bit, um, Toyville was born out of our parent company, which is called Advocacy Unlimited, which has been around, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. And Advocacy Unlimited does a lot of things. They have um, a couple different um, umbrellas under them. They have a Bridges program where we support people who are re-entry, either from correctional institutions, um, inpatient psychiatric units, wherever they're coming from and they need support. Um, we have another um, Join Rise B, which is for emerging adults. So we support um, emerging adults. And they do compassionate advocacy. And we also do something called Recovery University. We have um, RSSs, which stands for Resident Support Specialists. Um, so there's a lot of important work there. And the majority of all of us who work at um, AU and Toivo have lived experience. So that means all of us have either been, you know, it, our recovery, I like to call it discovery or unrecovery, because I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to recover anything that I had. <laughs> but so we're, you know, on a journey. Um, so many of us have had, you know, incarceration, our, um, our family members, my dad specifically was incarcerated. But I am in recovery or unrecovery discovery for mental health and from suffering. So all of us have lived experience, and Toivo was born out of the fact that all of us that have the lived experience healed through a modality. 
So for me, it was yoga that changed my life. For Laura, it was laughter yoga that changed her life. Mm-hmm. For um, our executive director, Darren Drum, it was Qigong that changed his life. Um, you know, all of us have a story there. So we we all have lived experience. So anyone that comes through your doors, there's usually somebody there that can relate to them. So, you know, we're in a world where we all suffer. And um, we need more places where people can just come and heal. So it's a real joy to be able to be there and, you know, I think many of us there have gifts to share, and everybody that comes to the door has gifts to share. So it's a beautiful exchange. And it's so important because today it seems that there's always the opportunity to just be medicated. Mm-hmm. Let's give you a pill. But that doesn't necessarily get to the deeper issues. And sometimes people need more than the medication, the medication and something else. So to unpack this a little bit more, talk about the impact of yoga on your life and how you started to see the shift happen. That's a, that's a big question. Um, so for me, before yoga, I took my first class, I think it'll be four years in January, five years in January, I think, at Samadhi. Um, and, you know, I was a very guarded, very mistrusting. I say that I really didn't have any authentic relationships. They were as authentic as they could go, right? But I really suffered. And I think many people do because we live in a world that promotes suffering. So when I took that first yoga class, and the more I took that yoga class, I took yoga, I suddenly learned to be in my body, right? So those of us that have experienced trauma, we don't realize that we're not in our body. We're not aware. I didn't even know how to breathe. I was breathing into my chest. And it, was, it wasn't until yoga teacher training, even, after, even though I was take, taking classes where Ann Falkowski taught me to breathe into my belly and then into my ribs and then into my you know, into the collarbones and then bring it back down. So as I started doing the practice, and it's a practice, it's an immersion, right? I mean, it's something that you really get full into. The veil started lifting for me. I started seeing myself very differently, right? So I wasn't this person who couldn't trust. I could not love. And so yoga really was an opportunity to help you open up. And I appreciate what you said about coming into your body, the fact that so many people have had trauma and things that have happened where we disassociate. We're walking around, but we're not living in our bodies. And so in many ways, our feelings have been cut off. We're walking Mm -hmm. along, but we're disconnected from the feelings. And, you know, I appreciate everything that you're saying because I know that kind of experience myself, Mm -hmm. that yoga helped me get in my body. And many of my friends that are in ministry have said that we can often be disconnected from the feelings. And that's because we experience so much pain in our work, hearing what happens to other people. In some ways, in order to stay in the business, you cut off your feelings. So then you're not Mm -hmm. fully in your body. And for those that are listening, my dear friend Kelly has tears in her eyes because it is very moving to have um, a recollection of where you were and the difference that you feel now. And I'm curious, how did it feel to start to come into your body? Um, you know, I think it felt amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I think what's so interesting, you know, what you're saying um, is that when we're not in our body, we don't realize how comfortable we are in uncomfortable. That 
one thing that I've really come to realize with being in my body now, I'm uncomfortable in the comfortable, but I was comfortable in the uncomfortable before. Does that make sense? Yes. So pain was my friend. Discomfort, disconnected, not being present, numbing. That was my friend. That's what I've known my whole life. So in your 40s, to come into your body, to arrive, to be present, to be aware, it's consciousness. That's the best way that I can explain it to you, Kelly. Um, Shelly, <laughs> you know, that's coming from. It is consciousness, which is an awareness of self. That's all it is, right? It's a big word that just means I am finally aware of who I am, that I exist, and that I am connected to source, and I'm connected to you, and I'm connected to you, and I'm connected to you, and there's no separation. And as, you know, our teacher that we share in, who we love, she always said in classes, when we're separate, we suffer. And before class, before I came into my body, I was separate. But I'm not anymore. And that's the power of community. We're talking with Laura Lee and Callie Farrell, and they're involved with Toivo, and we'll be back after the break.
is extravagant Your friendship is intimate I feel I'm moving to the rhythm of your grace Your fragrance is intoxicating in a secret place And your love Is extravagant Spread wide In the arms of Christ Is a love that covers sin I play football for the Philadelphia Eagles, but what I do off the field with United Way might be more important. I'm a volunteer tutor and mentor. Why? Because over a million kids a year drop out of school, and that's not okay. It takes 12 years to create a graduate, but it takes about the same time to create a dropout. And the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be me, or it could be you. Studies show that if we get to these kids earlier, their chances are better and kids who read well by third grade are more likely to graduate. So join me in United Way. Suit up and take the pledge. Become a volunteer reader, tutor, or mentor. Because when a child succeeds, we all succeed. Give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way, the Ad Council, and the National Football League. Welcome back. We're talking with Laura Lee and Callie Farrell, two wonderful healers who are doing work with Toivo, an organization that provides health and wellness services in the community. And so in the first segment, we were talking about Callie's experience of coming into an awareness of the impact of yoga in her life. Laura, tell us your experience. How did you start to tap into the opportunity for wholeness? Um... I've had a tendency in the past to work too hard, whether it was as a student or my work life or as an activist. And during that time, I'm so focused on the work or other people's expectations, I disconnect from my body or disconnect from community. And so um, about 10 years ago, I had moved back to Connecticut and I was feeling depressed and um, isolating. I was isolating from people and kind of 
feeling lost, and I was exploring different ways to de-stress and heal, and I discovered laughter yoga. So I tried a class in Bushnell Park, and I arrived, and I was in this judgmental state, and I looked around, and I thought, I have nothing in common with these people. And then we started laughing, um, and I felt even more uncomfortable at first, and then all of a sudden, the anxiety fell away, the self-consciousness, I felt really light, I felt more confident, I wanted to connect with people. My end of class, I felt like a different person. I was really blissful. And I went up to an instructor and I asked her for a card. And she says, I don't have one because I was fired. And then she started laughing. Okay. <laughs> I know. And she said, yeah, I was fired by my ex-fiance. And she kept on laughing. And I was like, oh my gosh, here I am going through this really difficult time. I felt like since I'm struggling, I shouldn't be happy. And I was like, she's choosing to laugh, even though I don't think she necessarily finds her situation funny. And it's helping her cope. And I saw how I felt so differently towards the people in the class and these walls had come down and it was just this amazing thing. And so I thought this, that, this simple to like kind of like go of depression and to feel joy, it's just laughter. And so I wanted to share this with other people. And what's powerful about laughter is it does trigger something that is in the body to mm -hmm. automatically heal. Talk about that. Yeah, so when you laugh, when you say ha, you know, you are breathing deeply and you're releasing endorphins in your body when you um, laugh. And um, you know, there's a saying, laughter is the best medicine. Indeed, scientific studies show that laughter has a really powerful effect on the body. There are actually laughter yoga classes that are offered to people who are getting um, chemotherapy. So they'll be hooked up to IVs, and they'll be laughing their heads off, and they do this in order to boost their immune systems and to boost their spirits. And so that's a powerful testimony of how you were able to shift your life mm -hmm. by pursuing laughter as Indeed. a natural healer in your body. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit more about how Toivo works with all kinds of people that they might have access to these unique healing modalities. Yeah, um, as you mentioned before, we believe that everyone should have access to these tools, and so we remove the financial barrier. There's no cost for our classes. We do take donations. There's a suggested donation of 5 to $15, but no one's turned away or pressure to um, donate. Um, yeah. And then, Kali, if you agree, so you talk about the work that you do. Like, but I want to spell out a little bit more. Okay. You are a nonprofit organization, yes. okay. so even though people are going to services for free or, or donations, how are you cared for as an organization? Oh, yes. Um, we get funding from the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services. We also get funding from the federal government. We get funding from the Harper Foundation. So, and why do they fund you? Why do they fund us? We do incredibly important work. Um, you know, I believe they fund us because the truth of the matter is what, everything else that is happening in the world really isn't working, right? That's not mm -hmm. why they necessarily fund us, right? But people need more than concrete, right? They need more than the tangible because we need hope. If we don't have hope in life, you know, and, and so finish, uh, Toivo actually means hope and finish. So I think that when you've come out of prison or you've come out of a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center or you're coming out of a long-term facility and maybe you've done the work, you're clean on it. What do you do? And meetings aren't for everybody, right? But you want to continue. This isn't linear. This journey of healing is forever. So this is a place where people can go and we're keeping people either off the streets or we're keeping them grounded and they can be safe and... Um, you know, I think it's just a nice, small example of where somewhere the government does see that something's working, right? It's a, a rare exception, mm -hmm. I think. 
And so you're providing wonderful services for people who are coming out of facilities and some that are even still in facilities. Talk about how Toivo goes into places where a lot of times other people don't go. I'll tell you where I, I personally go, and then um, Laura can talk about um, some of the other places that we go to with healing from within. Um, I personally go I go to Whiting once a week. Um, and what is Whiting? Whiting is a forensic institute for individuals who have pled guilty by reason of insanity. So it is actually um, like a maximum security facility. So I go in there once a week and I do yoga. Um, we're now bringing in Qigong um, out of one of those weeks now. So now I'll be going three. I've been going probably a little over a year and it's, it's just amazing. Um, you know, it's never, um, it's never uncomfortable or stressful for me. Um, I think the hardest thing for me is, is feeling the energy of the land sometimes because it holds so much space. CBH is there and Whiting is there and there's a, a detention center for juveniles up, up on the hill. So there's a lot going on. So I go to Whiting once a week. Um, I used to go to Sobolski. We do have some representatives that still go to Sobolski, which is a correctional facility where we taught yoga and meditation. Um, I go to inpatient units, as Laura will talk about, psychiatric units. Um, I was at Blue Hills yesterday doing Reiki. So we bring yoga, Reiki, meditation, sound healing, breath work. We go to shelters. I was at Mercy House this week. Um, we go to drug and alcohol rehabilitation centers. So all these wonderful places um, where uh, all of our brothers and sisters are, people that are marginalized, victimized, demonized, and forgotten. And what difference do these opportunities make in the lives of the people that you see in these spaces? You know, I like to think that when I'm there for my hour, I give them an hour of freedom because freedom is the imprisonment of the mind, right? So maybe their bodies aren't free, but I hope in that time when I'm there, in that hour, they have a sense of safety and a sense of freedom, and they know that they are loved and cared for. But it also gives them tools and skills to have in their daily life and when they come into re-entry. So I do have people that have exited who, who I supported while they were in a correctional facility, but now I support now that they're out. So it's really nice to be able to have that, you know, to carry through and be a part of their journey. Powerful. And Laura, what have your experiences been? So we have this really amazing initiative called Healing from Within, and it's federally funded. And we go um, into three different um, psych hospitals. We go to Greater Bridgeport Mental Health, we go to Capital Region, which is in Hartford. We also go to Connecticut Valley Hospital. So we are designing this program, which can be implemented nationwide. And in this like 45-minute weekly program, it involves like deep breathing exercising and loving kindness meditation. We bring in various different modalities, um, including laughter yoga and chair yoga and qigong, which is a like, gentle form of martial arts similar to tai chi. And um, we give people a space to talk about what they're grateful for. We come in, we just interact with people like they're human beings. Right? We're not staff. We don't see ourselves as you know, having any more authority than the people there. And we are open about the challenges we've had, and we, we listen to people. And I have so much fun going in. I mean, recently I went to Capital Region, and I'm like, what would be healing for you guys? And this one woman's like, I want to listen to Aretha Franklin since she had just passed away. So I pulled out my iPhone, and we, like, danced to Aretha Franklin. And we just, you know, it opened up this beautiful conversation about music and me memories we had. And um, it was lovely. 
And so it's finding a way to bring healing into the community and impact the lives of people. I'm talking to Laura Lee and Callie Farrell, two wonderful staff from Toivo, and we'll be back after the break. You have been listening to Rich Answers, a public affairs program of the Conference of Churches. Hey America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food in our country than we know what to do with. Food at the grocery store and food in the vending machines, fast food, health food, and seafood. We've got so much food that anything people don't buy, we just throw out. Yet 17 million kids in America struggle with hunger. That ain't right. Luckily, the Feeding America Nationwide Network of Food Banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Yeah, I made that up. It's kind of catchy. Hello, people. This isn't rocket science. We could solve hunger today. To start, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. That's a website, duh. We can't do it without your help. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Door, I'm knocking at 
30,000 square feet. What would you do with that kind of possibility? Would you strategize your future? Or get lost in the past? Will you fill it with stories? Or use it to empty your mind? Would you explore your spirituality? or focus on improving your community? Will you use it to work late? Or just work it? Could you create lasting impressions? Or a brief delicious one? Our vision for the 224? 30,000 square feet of endless possibilities. Welcome back. I'm talking with Laura Lee and Callie Farrell, who are staff of Toivo, an organization that provides health and wellness services for the community. So as you look at your future aspirations for Toivo, what's on the horizon? What are some of the programs you want to continue to bring into the organization and the community? Yeah, we're really excited. Um, we got funding from the Hartford Foundation to create a stress management program for youth in Hartford, so we're going to start having focus groups and like exposing them to these various different practices like yoga, qigong, sound healing, and finding out what resonates with them and then creating a program that they would really love. And I'm really excited about that. I wish I had access to these tools when I was younger. Um, and I, you know, I love working with you, so I think that would be really exciting. And what do you see as the needs of youth when it comes to services like these. I hear what you're saying, but why is it so important for young people to have access? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that there are so many challenges that they're facing right now. I mean, the distractions with social media and smartphones, um, the challenges of, um, you know, what's going on in the world with, like, climate change and political unrest. Um, issues of bullying and gun violence, all these things, it's an exceedingly difficult time to be alive and be a kid. And it's hard to be in your body and to feel centered. And so I love the opportunity to like, talk to them, find out what would work for them. And yeah, how can we help them um, access the healer from within? And I think, you know, for the youth of today and for everybody of today, and one thing that I want to, you know, stress about Toivo, Toivo is the center where everybody is welcome. We celebrate diversity. You know, it does not matter what uh, your gender, your orientation, you know, any of that. And that's something that the children of today face, right? It's a very different world than the world that we all grew up in. And there's whether, why there is a, a greater level of awareness, there's also a greater level of suppression, right? And race is also prominent for these children, like what they have to go through. Um, so for everybody, the youth, like you said, you know, um, I think it's important that we have a place where diversity is celebrated. Yeah. Oftentimes when you think of yoga or meditation, you think 
of like rich white people, right? So at Toyo, we really make a priority to bring in teachers and facilitators, presenters that reflect the rich diversity of the Hartford area. So we bring we brought in people like Arian Wilkerson, which I know you know Shelley, like he's very talented um, dancer and choreographer, and a young black man who identifies as queer, and you know he runs dance workshops. And we brought in Olusanya Bay, who runs the Engaged Mind Sangha, this Buddhist group. He's a very, uh, he's a black man, he's run workshops on mindfulness. And we brought in Roberto Cepeda, who um, was named like the best bomba dancer in the world. Bomba is like this type of Puerto Rican dance, and he offered dance classes people absolutely love. So, and then, when, as, and then we brought in people who are trans and people who, who have different disabilities. And so we really want um, the people who are offering the different modalities to look like the community that we serve. And what difference does that make to the people receiving the services? I know people often talk about diversity or inclusion. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? I mean, for one, like it inspires people who um, come to class to be like, wait, I could you know, become an instructor one day. And sometimes we do have them um, facilitate workshops. And I think that um, for me, it's just really wonderful to, when I took a yoga class, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like an Asian woman at the front of the class. Like I never considered becoming, you know, a facilitator before that. So as a person of color, as an Asian person, like I found it personally meaningful. Powerful. Yeah, and I think, you know, if you want to see change in the world, you have to be the change, right? And um, I personally believe in a world where there will be equanimity, right? Not even equality, but equanimity where we are all equal. And in order to, for that world to happen, we have to support it, right? We have to believe in it and we have to support it. So um, it's, it's a beautiful, and very fortunate, we're very fortunate, I think, to be able to work for an organization that recognizes, supports, and understands the importance of it. And once again, what's the name of your parent organization? Advocacy Unlimited. And so when you look at Advocacy Unlimited and the work that they're doing as an organization to even give life to an organization like Toivo and um, one of its services to the community, Advocacy Unlimited could not exist without the support of donors, people that are giving grants, and people that are volunteering time and their talent to make a difference in the organization. So if somebody's listening today and they want to be more supportive of the work that you're doing, how can they provide that support? Yeah, fortunately, a lot of people in the world see the power of these various different practices and see how the world be so much more peaceful, it's a much more loving world, and we're facing such challenges. It's wonderful if everyone had the ability to deal with their stress, and when we are in a state of relaxation, you know, we are more likely to collaborate, more likely to work together, and we need to work together to face the challenges that we're looking at right now. So um, people who want to see this more peaceful world, it'd be wonderful if they did donate to us. You can send a check to Toivo, um, to our main location at 399 Franklin Avenue in Hartford. And um, yeah, we, send, we, we really appreciate people's support. And when people send donations, it's an opportunity sometimes for them to provide scholarships for some of the special sessions. Talk a little bit more about that. So sometimes we bring in people. Um, I, we had Ubaka Hill come in, who um, is an amazing woman, African-American woman. She's been drumming for, oh, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Um, she came in from New York. We had 55 people, I think. People came from New York. People came from Boston. She, it was stigma-free. She was very careful about her language, but she's just this amazing healer. And so we have to, when she comes, you know, we have to charge. 
So scholarships could go to that. We have, um, we've had many other um, trainings come in. Brian Keyword has come in, who's like very big academia-wise in the holistic um, stress management world. And so again, that's all scholarship-based. Um, we've brought in like various different Qigong masters. We had the Karuna Conference, which is a monthly uh, annual conference. Um, we had Charles Eisenstein speak at that conference. Yeah, we have um, <coughs> the conference is a conference that we have. It's a two-day conference, and we have one of the things I want to say is that we do, and, and scholarships could go to that too, is that we're very progressive non-clinical, non-medical model. So we have two support groups. One is called Alternative to Suicide, and one is called Hearing Voices Network. These are models that are out of the UK. And so it's not prevention of suicide, but it's alternatives mm. to suicide. And we never tell anybody the voices aren't real. It's about dialoguing and discovering the voices and supporting you, right, on the voices. So these are all, again, very non-clinical, non-medical models. Um, so we have these people come in, these speakers, Robert Whitaker that Laura mentioned is one of the people who came in was our keynote speaker, and um, he is one of the people that really supports these models. And so once again, there's, there's a need and it's an opportunity for people to help people be in position to heal themselves. So if people want to learn more about Toivo, how do they find out more? Yes, you can go to our website, which is spelled T-O-I-V-O-C-E-N-T-E-R dot O-R-G. And that's T-O-I-V-O-C-E-N-T-E-R dot O-R-G. You can also give us a call. Our phone number is 860-296-2338. And it's 860-296-2338. And you can also stop by and say hello. Mm -hmm. And so wonderful. It's a wonderful opportunity for people to get more information and participate in some of the classes. And you're going to add Callie? I was just going to say advocacyunlimited.org as well. You can check out um, their website as well, their parent company. I think there's a link on our, on our page as well. Yeah. Wonderful. So I thank you so much for your service in the community, making it a healthier place for everyone. Thank you, Shelly. Thank you for the important work that you're doing as well. Yes. Namaste. Behold, he Elijah declaring the world 
anymore And these are the gates of your servant Moses Righteousness being restored And though these are days of great trial A famine and darkness and sore Still we are the focus in the desert Cry, prepare the way The triumphs becoming as fresh And these are the days of your servant David Rebuilding a temple of praise And these are the days of the harvest, yes Lord The fields are as white in your world Yes, and we are the laborers in your Yeah. 
Blessing Classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You see me around the neighborhood and you tell me that I'm a pretty good kid. Well, I'm one out of every five children in America and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we can grow up to be whatever we want. I want to grow up to be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everybody. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide eight meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we are Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. You have been listening to Rich Answers, a public affairs program of the Conference of Churches and a production of the 224 Ecospace. Reach out to us and tell us what you think. Look for Rich Answers, the Conference of Churches, and me, Reverend Dr. Shelley Bess, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like us, follow us, share us.